Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. I feel like I'm constantly reminding myself that we are all carrying around different stressors, big and small. But when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. And naturally, that can start to affect everything else around us, too. Therapy can be a safe place to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. I know that therapy isn't for everyone, but it definitely has benefited me in the past with learning how to sit with my feelings, set boundaries with people, And I don't know, learn how to function with a little less shame. But if you are thinking of starting therapy and access has been hard for you, maybe BetterHelp is the right fit. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient. You can get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash MakeYourBed today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash MakeYourBed. Good morning, sunshine. Welcome to another day of the Make Your Damn Bed podcast. Yesterday, we started talking about Julia Cameron's The Artist's Way, in which we recover a sense of our inner creativity. And in chapter one, she specifically focuses on recovering a sense of safety, because Julia Cameron believes your artist is a child. You should find and protect the child. And I'll quote here, learning to let yourself create is like learning to walk. The artist's child must begin by crawling. Baby steps will follow, and there will be falls. Yucky first paintings, beginning films that look like unedited home movies, first poems that shame a greeting card, and typically the recovering shadow artist will use these early efforts to discourage continued exploration. But she says to judge these early efforts is artist abuse. But we as artists tend to do these in many different ways. Maybe our beginning work is measured against the masterworks of others, or we're subjected to too much criticism too early, but whatever it is, we must recover from our creative blocks by going gently and slowly. As she wants to remind us, this is about healing old wounds, not creating new ones. Not only are stumbles normal, but mistakes are necessary, because when we do too much too quickly, especially in creative pursuits, it's often our undoing. But the ego wants us to be immediately great at things, which is a major reason I think this work is so profound, because so many of us can relate from negative self-talk. But by simply remembering that in order to recover as an artist, you must be willing to be bad. You've got to give yourself permission to be a beginner. 
by being willing to be a bad artist, you have a chance to be an artist and perhaps over time, a good one. And if your type of resistance is like mine and it says, do you know how old I'll be when I actually learn how to play piano or do that thing? She has a response. She says, you'll be the same age you will be if you don't start. So let's begin. But the enemy often lies within. These core negative beliefs make us feel blocked because on the surface, they feel like they're keeping us safe. But we have to identify these negative core beliefs before we can uproot them. So I figured it best to share her list of some commonly held negative core beliefs, starting with, I can't be successful or prolific or a creative artist because everyone will hate me or it will hurt my friends or my family or I'll go crazy or I can't spell or I don't have good enough ideas or I'll never have any real money or I'll feel too angry or I'll be too stressed or if I do a bad job, it will be embarrassing or the common one, it's too late. I won't have time to become a fully functioning artist because if I haven't yet, I never will. But the real catch with negative core beliefs is that they don't need to be true to affect us. Whether they were inflicted by our parents, our religion, our history, our culture, or our own personal insecurities, we've got to get comfortable confronting them because they are not rooted in fact, and they are toxic belief systems that can hold us back from accomplishing our goals and correcting those internal negativity biases. But I wanted to read this because this portion really stuck out to me. She says, as blocked creatives, we often sit on the sidelines critiquing those in the game. He's not so talented, we may say of currently hot artists, and we may be right. All too often, it's audacity and not talent that moves an artist to center stage. As blocked creatives, we tend to regard these bogus spotlight grabbers with animosity. But what I found fascinating about this insight is that she says it's not all jealousy. It's actually just a stalling technique that reinforces our staying stuck. We make speeches to ourselves, and typically anyone who will listen, that I could do it better myself if only... But truly, the only thing you have to finish that sentence with is if only you let yourself. Sure, you could do it better if you let yourself. So let yourself. But if these internal negative core beliefs run deep, we might have to work to cancel those out with some conscious, intentional affirmation practice. Because as Julia Cameron puts it, affirmations can help achieve a sense of safety and hope. But here's the thing. For so many of us, affirmations can feel so hokey and cheesy and embarrassing. And if that's the case for you, ask yourself why it's okay to bludgeon yourself with all your negative critiques, but it's not okay to say something nice. I don't know about you, but saying I'm an idiot or I'm broke or I can't do that is super simple. They kind of just flow out like word vomit before I'm ready. Yet saying I have rich creative talents, I deserve fair pay, I'm brilliant and successful and competent, honestly, feels pretty yucky and weird. And honestly, just because of that alone is why this practice is so important. So pick an affirmation and stick with it. Say, I, Julie Merica, fill in your name, am a brilliant and prolific, fill in the blank of whatever you want to do, and write that shit 10 times a day, every day, and begin to pay close attention to the objections or the resistance that start to pop up. And if you're shocked at how nasty your subconscious is, that's okay. A lot of the times they'll hurt your feelings, but I encourage you to write those down. 
that natural resistance and those automatic objections are typically rooted in your negative core beliefs. So once you start to identify what those negative core beliefs are, you can get curious with them and identify where they come from. Was it from a parent, a teacher, a friend? And no matter who it was, give yourself permission to absolve yourself from the bondage that ties you to those negative beliefs and identify one core affirmation that is preferably a direct retaliation against the negative core belief. Like if your mom called you an idiot growing up, you might choose to write, I am genuinely intelligent. But by intentionally converting all these negative biases against yourself into positive affirmations, you are actively confronting these thoughts and these beliefs in a way that can honor your current self and the you you'd like to step into that is brave enough to do the shit you've been putting off. Julia Cameron offers a time travel experiment to help you identify some of these negative core beliefs. The first thought experiment is to think about and list three old enemies of your creative self-worth and being as specific as possible in doing so. These are your historic monsters who become the core of your negative beliefs. It doesn't matter if you were seven years old and so was the kid. That little bully goes in the Hall of Fame of monsters. And as you continue with your creative recovery, you might notice more monsters creeping into the Hall of Fame. The point is to honor them by acknowledging them so you can properly grieve the creative injuries that they gave to you. Without acknowledging these injuries head on and facing them so you can heal them, They become creative scar tissue and actually block all the growth you're trying to create. Tomorrow, I'll share a few more techniques with you from Julia Cameron that can help you on your road to creative recovery. In the meantime, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day, and I'll talk to you tomorrow while you make your damn bed. I love you so much. Bye, cutie. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 